0: Welcome to Game On, the weekly football podcast Bringing together seasoned professionals, the male star football writers And a celebrity fan or two I'm your host Mark Pugach Don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple and Google And if you haven't already, why not sign up for the daily Mail Plus briefing At mailplus.co.uk Where you can also watch Game On on video Hello, I'm Mark Pugac. Welcome to Game On. They say being a football fan is like being on a roller coaster. And this week was just like that for fans of several clubs. Chelsea sacked their manager and got a new one immediately. Manchester United knocked the champions out of the FA Cup and then promptly lost at home to bottom of the league, Sheffield United. And Liverpool responded to their Cup exit with a very impressive win at Tottenham. So joining us this week, former Scotland teammates Alan McAnally And Craig Burley, who both played for Celtic as well during distinguished careers. And we've got Martin Samuel, the Daily Mail's chief sports writer. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us and especially good morning. And thank you for getting up so early to Craig Burley in Connecticut in the United States, working for ESPN and joining us. Craig, I know you're as far away from the family as possible, so you don't wake them up. Thank you for joining us.
1: No problem, mate. I'm. I am trying to be as quiet as I can for once in my life, but it is so early here. I can just see two burglars are walking round my house <laughs> outside. <laughs> so, I'm just. I'm just about to be burgled while while I do this.
0: So, <laughs> so Craig, you would have seen the game last night. Did it? Did it look to you as if Liverpool were back to something like we expect Liverpool to be?
1: Going forward, yes. Uh, that was nice to see. Uh, we saw a little glimpse of that, I think, at Old Trafford at the weekend, uh, because as my uh, former uh, my colleague at the moment over here in America, Steve Nicol, former Liverpool legend, has been getting a little frustrated that just how blunt they've been in the attack, as he calls it. And, of course, all the problems with the injuries and midfielders having to go and play centre-back and some of the younger lads coming in. So that, that was a little more like them. I'm, I'm, I'm not yet... I think a lot of people ruled him out at the Premier League title race. I think it was a little bit early to go that. They could find their mojo. You just never know. And if that happens, they could put a run together.
0: Yeah. Adam, what did you think watching Liverpool? Yeah, think
2: we're better. I think Craig's right. Uh, there's still something missing for me. I thought I was more disappointed, to be honest, in the way Spurs played last night. I thought Spurs made it very easy for Liverpool. Uh, the five at the back, I, I, you know, playing in belly as deep as he did, didn't get anywhere near Harry Kane. Harry Kane comes out of the team and Spurs are a completely different unit, to be honest. Um, but in terms of scoring goals, this is exactly what Liverpool had to do. They've been, listen, they've had games over the last five or six weeks that Liverpool should have won the game. Certainly scored goals and they haven't been doing that. And, you know, the fullbacks haven't been as good this year. They haven't been as productive. But last night, everything seemed to be going at least in the right direction. But I genuinely thought it was more down to the way Spurs plays than the way that Liverpool actually took them apart.
0: And Martin, it looked to me as if the minute that Harry Kane was injured, Tottenham lost any sense of self-belief that they were going to get anything out of that game. And if they'd won last night, Tottenham, they'd have put themselves back in the title race.
3: Yeah, I mean, but do you not think with Tottenham all season, everyone's been saying the same thing: if Kane gets injured, if Son gets injured, that, that that's 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 the whole key to Tottenham. Uh, you know, those those two players. And the minute came, was struggling, and he was struggling for a long time. I mean, the first ankle injury, he didn't look as if he was moving too well. And then that might be, it could be because he wasn't moving well that he gets the second ankle injury because he lands awkwardly, he might have been trying to shield the other one. Um, and then once that goes, and you can tell how much trouble he's in, but he doesn't come off until half-time because he's so important to them. They're giving him so much time to see if he can run it off, to see if he can come through it. And then, as you say, second half, it doesn't help that Liverpool scored within two minutes of the uh, of the second half starting. And, and Tottenham's main problems yesterday look to me defensively. I mean, every single Liverpool goal is preventable. Certainly numbers one and three. And you can argue that Luis couldn't parry it further left as opposed to straight out to Trent Alexander. So... Um, yeah, I mean Tottenham without Harry Kane are a completely different are a completely different team, and they've got to find a way of resolving that.
1: Didn't didn't uh, Mark didn't Tottenham try and get away? Was it just me or was were, were Tottenham particularly early on in the game? Did Mourinho get ahead of himself in terms of how he's tried to play recently? Because it was almost like he thought or his team thought that. Oh, we can be a little bit more open than we've been uh, mm. previously, and we can maybe have a little bash at Liverpool because it was very end to end at the start.
3: Yeah, it was. I, it was. Yeah. And he left a he left a guy up, which he doesn't usually do. You know, sometimes when they would defend with eleven guys behind the yeah. ball, everyone comes back, Kane comes back, Song comes back, everyone comes back and Yesterday, I noticed they left. They left Kane forward, which they haven't. They haven't been doing that. And whether they thought there was a defensive weakness um, with Liverpool that they could e- exploit, it's not. Why is it Liverpool's defence? We all know that. And they got another injury just before uh, the match with, with with Matip. But I thought yesterday, actually, they defended quite well in the circumstances, even when Kane was on. Apart from that breakaway goal, which was offside all the world over. Um, I thought they handled Tottenham quite well.
0: Uh, do you think, Alan, that Liverpool are right back in the title race with this? I mean, a certain amount of it is open. I say a certain amount because Man City are odds-on favourites now. and They look mm. imperious. But the way the season's going, there, there are peaks and troughs. But would you put Liverpool right back in the thick of it, given the nature of that performance going forward?
2: Yeah, I didn't genuinely have them out of it, to be honest. Liverpool are still going to win the majority of their games before the end of the season. It's just defensively, you're hoping that they can manage to defend as well as they did against the top teams round about them that they did last night. Of course, they're in it. They've got three front players, four front players, whatever, and a really good midfield that can still create chances and win, but they're going to have to. I know, they're they're not blowing teams away the way they were. And yeah, you're right, Man City odds on. But of course, Liverpool are in the title race, for goodness sake. Because listen, hey, I genuinely thought they'd turn over Manchester United. They didn't. I thought that was a bit of a slap in the face for them or a kick in the the rear that they needed. And maybe last, last week's result was maybe something that Klopp was laid into them a little bit. And maybe that's why we saw maybe a more aggressive and a better football team last night in Liverpool, because, you know, that's what we normally expect from Liverpool, we haven't been seeing it in the last five or six weeks. Mm.
0: And Craig, we're going to see something about Mourinho now, don't we? Because as Martin said, the way they played this season has been largely successful. Pretty good defensively, Hoiberg's been a great signing, and Kane and Son have been devastating together, one assisting the other. We're going to have to see something different now, even if it's for a couple of weeks with Kane now. We're going to have to see what Mourinho's got in his locker. May- maybe, maybe. Maybe the lesser spotted Deli Alley comes back into the reckoning.
1: I think what, what he's got in his locker is a is a a, a one way ticket to Daniel Levy's office before this transfer window closes. <laughs> Being honest, I think we're going to hear I think we're going to hear more about that in in the coming days uh, because of the Kane injury. But but yeah, I mean he he's under severe pressure because you know the way that they've played this year, in, in my opinion, is only is only. You can only get away with that when you're getting results. Uh, I don't think it appeases many, uh, the style that they play. I mean, it's it's not a one-fits-all way to play football. I get that. Uh, but it's it's been hard to watch at times. I mean, it, I don't have an issue with Tottenham going to Liverpool like they did and sitting in and having counter-attacks where Bergwijn should have scored. I, I don't think Tottenham fans have a massive problem with that. But I think when you're playing teams like Brighton, who are a decent little side and other sides are around the bottom half of the Premier League and, and you, you're, you're hunkered in, as they have at times, and not playing very attractive football, then you sell that to people with results. But when that stops and you drop outside the top four and other teams are in there, like West Ham, like Everton who are up there, Leicester City, then that starts to pile the pressure on, Mark. And, and yeah, the, the question around Delhi Alley is a good one because PSG has been muted. Uh, for the player himself... He's gotta get game time and we, we have a Euros coming up in the summer where he was a part of Gareth Southgate's squad and has been for a while and he's just not gonna be if he's sitting on the bench. So that's gonna be a really interesting conundrum. But to be honest, without Harry Kane, I really just don't see Tottenham getting getting near to that top four now.
3: It's interesting, interesting. as well. Interesting as well that that when Kane comes off at half time, he doesn't put Gareth down. Mm. That's, that wasn't his first option. You've, you've got Gareth Bale there, and you would think if he if he trusted him, if he thought he was fit enough, if he thought his condition was good enough for the Premier League, and, it, and it's the best of the Premier League. It's Liverpool, so you're going to have to work extraordinarily hard. But he didn't go with Gareth Bale. He didn't go with Gareth Bale until I think it was about 10 minutes to go or whatever, and they were 3-1 down by that stage. And... You know, it's his his options aren't aren't great because he clearly doesn't trust some of the people that everyone here might look at as as options, Bail or Ali or whatever. Marino clearly doesn't see his options,
1: Martin. You, 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 mm. sorry guys, you, you, you guys back in the UK might know this better Mm. than me, but uh, it seems to me, I mean, when when, when Tottenham signed Rego on from Real Madrid, Mm. did, did Gareth Bale get out the boot of a car? at Tottenham them and go, "Hey, I'm here. Hey. You've got me. You're stuck <clears> with <getting throat> me." Because mm. why the hell? What? I I don't I don't know why a manager would personally go out to bring a player in, like Gareth Bale, who has had his problems recently at Real Madrid. That's been well documented. But when he's fit, we know what that guy can deliver. It might not be the Bale of four or mm. five years ago, but he's won everything in the game pretty much at domestic level. Mm. Uh, what the hell, Martin? What, is is Daniel Levy just plumped Gareth
3: Bale on or Mourinho? Well, you get that you get that impression, don't you? Because it certainly. Does, you know, I, I thought at the time, and I, I was clearly wrong, that it was a sort of Mourinho signing because he has he does like players who are experienced of a certain age with a point to prove. He, he, you know, you look at some of his signings in the past, and it, that sort of player appeals to him. And I'm thinking, oh, this is another one. He knows Gareth Bale's got a point to prove, etc. But he just hasn't used him. And 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 what you hear is that they don't think his his condition is is, is good enough at the moment right. for the Premier League. They don't think mm-hmm. they don't think he's fit enough to to start basically. Um, which which is which is worrying because he's been there a fair. He's been there however many months now, three or four months. Yeah. You'd have thought they could have got that right. Um, by now, but as you even said, Martin, even 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 even
0: it's not even in a condition to start. What they're saying is he's not even in a condition to play half a game last yeah, night, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, you know, yeah. it's real, yeah. Alan, it's sad, isn't it? When we think about what well, Bale has done, Bale, <laughs> Bale needs to answer to none of us, he just has to open his jacket and go, Do you want to have a look at my Champions League winners' medals here? But it's just a shame that we're not seeing him or he can't do it or whatever it is.
2: No, I was, I was, I was going to interrupt, but the guys have kind of nailed it, but there's another thing that. You just said, Martin just said about, you know, proving a point. Since Gareth Bale has been back at Spurs, I haven't seen him try to prove anything yet. No. And I know and I know that the problem is possibly his fitness. But if Craig and I had gone back to our, an old club that we had been at and I'd been there for three months, there's no way I ain't a starter, by the way. There's no chance I am not starting a game. I'm telling you that right now. So I don't get it. So the more of you actually saying, has he just landed Bale onto Mourinho? Mourinho's like, I don't fancy him. Or when he has played him or he has been fit or he's trusted him at play, I haven't seen Gareth Bale proving anything to me. And okay, you're saying he doesn't get nothing to prove. Well, hang on a minute. He's on big bucks a week. Everybody was excited when he was coming back to the Premier Division. And it has been really, really nothing, nothing mm. that Spurs expected. And by the way, Dele Alley, Dele Alley ain't going to PSG. Dele Alley is not even the player he was five years ago, never mind two years ago. He's another one that needs to get the hunger back because from him, I am seeing nothing. And that's why he won't be played by Mourinho because he's one that's let Mourinho down big time as though he expects to play. You can't be like that as a football player.
1: And, you know, if you went back to a club, if you if you want game time, Mark, as Gareth Bale surely wants, I mean, all this talk about golf and all this sort of nonsense. And he's, he's throwing paraffin on the fire with that at Real Madrid. But as Alan said, you'd be setting the if I'd gone to Tottenham on loan, right, and I'd looked at their squad, and it's decent, but it's not, you know, it's not Man City. And I, if I had a player with his CV, and all this fitness stuff is nonsense, right, as we know, you don't go back six months into the season and say, you might be six days into the season or two weeks into the season mm-hmm. and say, well, he's chasing his fitness. If he's chasing his fitness now, Tottenham need to have a reshape of their of their uh, medical department <laughs> and, and physical department. So that's a nonsense. But, You'd be setting the place on fire if I'm sitting there watching the players that are playing for Tottenham. With all respect, uh, you know Bergwijn and Bergwijn, people like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If if, if, if and, he's, and he's a decent little guy who's came in from Holland, but he's not. He, he's not. He's not going to light the place up. He does some decent things now and again. But if I'm sitting there and he's playing before me, I, and I, I'm not kicking the manager's door down, whether it's Mourinho, whether it's whether I'm on loan, it doesn't matter. You'd be setting the place on light. It's all right about you know, you would. And what he's doing at the moment, he's only validating all the stories that were coming out of Madrid. Yeah. Yeah, he's, valida- is. He, he's validating Zinedine Zidane and Real Madrid saying, "Wasted time, <laughs> laughing at us on the bench, leaving games early, doing all this, unprofessional. And, and he's validating what Real Madrid mm. was saying all along and leaking to the newspapers that Gareth Bale was all about. And mm. it is frustrating because... I w- I love watching this guy play when he's fully fit. It doesn't seem too long ago he was scoring an overhead kick in a Champions League final, mm. and here we have him sitting on the bench watching players who couldn't lace his boots play week in, week out ahead of him. It's mm. a nonsense. Mm.
0: The, the 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 Madrid papers that that was the exact headline ten days ago, Craig. You know Zidane was right. They were talking about James Rodriguez a bit as well because you yeah, know, I, don't read,
1: I don't read. I don't read. I can't read Spanish, Martin, <laughs> particularly not half-hearted <how> <laughs>
0: At any time of day, yeah. But saying, you know, Zidane was definitely right about bail. Listen, talking about old clubs, uh, Craig, what is your reaction to Chelsea's 16 recoveries in the final third of the pitch against Wolves?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean... (laughs) I yeah uh, I actually tw- I was, as you know I do a little bit on Twitter not not too much I don't get carried away with it but I find it quite fun but I, <laughs> I, I, after the game yesterday I said Tottenham had 15 recoveries which was just one short of getting the results. Uh, <laughs> but you know I, I I don't know I mean I saw a little clip from Chelsea's social media yesterday about all these passes they had yeah. during the game I don't know it's almost like you try to brainwash certain fans these days with all this hogwash mm. um, I at the end of the day it's going to come down to results I'm, I'm you know, I saw the game, it was you know, possession for possession's sake and they could still have been there at the moment now and not scored, but that's not really down to Tuchel. He's he's just in the door. Uh, he's going to be judged on one thing and one thing only. Results, the, the change of shape of the team was interesting. The personnel changes are going to be interesting and they will be uh, in the coming weeks. And he'll be expected to put a run together. And he will. Uh, he'll be expected to do that. And I'm sure he's been told his objective is to get in the top four. But... Yeah, we're hearing all this rhetoric now from from clubs and social media, but all these different jargons in the game. And as, uh, yeah. as my old <laughs> colleague said to me once, bullshit baffles brains.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You've got to cut through it all. He seems, um, Alan, I've asked a few people who know him, particularly on the continent, describe him and they say, outstanding manager, very, very intense, but nobody yeah. doubts what a good, well, let's say coach he is. So this is going to be really fascinating. And he knows, and he's also come in eighteen-month contract. It may be longer. Well, you we know it's Chelsea. We all know what they're saying.
3: Or sure yeah.
2: well, no, I was
0: shelter. going to say eighteen months. We'll, we'll make it six months. of will a new manager <laughs> in
2: the summer for sure if they don't get top four. And, and Craig's talking about being top four. I think they're looking even beyond that because you're not spending two hundred million to get to the top four, and they're expecting. Yeah, but big I'm things, talking they... about
1: this season, Alan. Yeah. Oh, I know. They're not yeah, going to okay. win the league yeah, now. Maybe
2: no. No, no, for sure. But yeah, you're right. But well, having said that. Do you not think with that team Frank a got them in the top four? I do. I'm gutted for Frank. I genuinely am. He took the job. He took the job when there was an embargo on them. He couldn't spend a penny. Um, he had to work with the young players and bring through the likes of the Gilmores and Mount and Hudson-Odoi. And, and they sold Hazard And etc. 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 And 18 months down, they're like, OK, they give him a few quid to spend in the summer. Thanks very much. Or Chelsea, we're we'll trying to be better than we already are. And then give them the bullet. Listen, you know Abramovich could be like that, but I just thought Frank, because he is a legend, would have been at least had afforded a little longer. And that's not the case. Back to Tuchel. He's the professor in Germany, he's known as that. Um, he did a brilliant job at Mines and a brilliant job at Mines. Mines were nothing. They, they, and they really genuinely brought them to a four and are still, incidentally, there as a football club. Went to Dortmund, obviously, did well. And, you know, I saw a start the other day. And I don't like the stats, incidentally, they start for Chelsea. Mendy had 70% of the ball, never no mind 78 possession for, for Chelsea. You can have the ball all day you want. If yeah. I was a centre half now, I would touch the ball 8 billion times now. <laughs> I mean, and it just goes from left to right. Good teams go forward, keep the ball, and then go forward. They don't keep going left to right. But I'm, I'm, I'm just like with Chelsea, I like Chelsea, I have nothing against Chelsea, but because of my relationship with Frank, and because of what they did, I'm a bit like, nah, I don't really care yeah. what Chelsea do now. I can't. But Wait, it, Alan, no, no, nothing's. I'm just. I'm not having it. I'm just genuinely not having
1: it. I have to say, I, I would like to say now that I actually have an agenda against every club. Um, oh well, you... Well. Not, partly, <laughs> uh, and and every player. Uh, yeah. but I yeah. I, I, uh, I I don't. Uh, I get it. He's a. I get it. Frank was a club legend. He's a nice guy. I, I get all that. But why should why should Lampard be afforded any more leeway than, than a smaller name guy coming in, Johnny Foreigner from Germany or France or, or wherever? Why? Because that's the way Chelsea operated. You know, 18 years of ownership and 14 full-time managers, two or three at least interim managers. He was talking about not... When they hit the rocky road around about the Everton game and onwards, when Mendy made his first big mistake... He started talking about, well, ridiculous to think we're talking about a title challenge when when just previous to that, they'd been top of the league. Mm-hmm. They'd just gone to Seville with a second 11, by the way, a full change and mm-hmm. walloped Sevilla 4-0. We have Everton, <clears throat> now West Ham, not in the title race, but up there. We have Leicester definitely in the title race. We have Liverpool and City who've somewhat fallen off their perch from this three seasons of almost 100 points. We've got Man United who are I think, in my opinion, decent, but not a great side. And then he's thrown it out there that, that well, it's ridiculous to think we're challenging when you've got ownership that are saying, and ruthless ownership, Alan, that are saying, hold on a minute, I know these guys are just in the door. Uh, hang on, Craig, Craig,
2: this is dead easy to answer. This is dead okay. easy to answer. Right, you're the manager of Chelsea Football Club. You were yep. a really good football player for Chelsea, right? Yep. You've
1: not got me, no, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, obviously yeah, not obviously, I'm not, I'm, obviously I'm, not you. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm saying <laughs> yeah. yes to your Frank Lampard, so I'm not <laughs> saying <laughs> me. Right, uh, wait, uh, pretend uh, right
2: pretend these are Chelsea glasses, right? Yeah. Che- Chelsea okay. glasses. You're the manager, you've taken the job the way Frank did, he's got <laughs> them in the top four, spending thruppence penny. Yeah. You're top to Champions League group, you've brought yep. through some brilliant young players. Thankfully you spent a few quid in the summer and he sacked you. Would
1: you have been happy? Well, no, I wouldn't have been, but I'm looking at it from... from There you go. Listen, I I wouldn't have been happy personally, but I'm looking at it as as, as I'm analysing all the teams from all the major leagues in in Europe and I'm saying, look, why why, why is it different when a board start having second thoughts? And I'm not saying Frank will not be a good manager. I thought what he did at Derby was good and you're right what he did last year. But he was searching this year. As the results turned, he was searching... And it was almost like throwing confetti in the air, what team was coming out. And there's no real sign that that was going to turn around with a consistent run to get in the top four. And so they've done what they always do, which is make a decision to change manager. Which, by the way, Alan, in the 18 years Abramovich has been in charge, whether we nice. agree or not, has been the mm. most success- successful in terms of mm. titles, along with Man United, five. Mm. Right, only Man City just behind them with four. So whilst it's harsh, if that had been, let me put it one way: if that had been Ralph Hassan who has done pretty well at Southampton, and he came into Chelsea, got them in the top four, and then they'd had a wobble, and Abramovich mm-hmm. sacked him. I think most people would have went, eh, a little bit unlucky, but okay, we move on because it wasn't right. I think because it's Frank Lampard mm-hmm. and his standing in the game in England. And at Chelsea, it's, in my opinion, it's looked on slightly differently. Mm. But you as you say,
0: Craig, the point is it works. Martin, the point is whatever we think about the Chelsea model, it works. <laughs> they, sack, they sacked Roberto Di Matteo five months after winning the Champions League.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, only, well, yeah, it works. But we don't know what they would have done if they'd have stayed with Carlo Ancelotti. We don't know what they would have done if they'd have stayed with any of these managers. It it works because they've won five titles. They could have won 10 titles. Who knows? I mean, Carlo Ancelotti did the double, came second, got saved. Yeah, yeah. He he looks as if he's all right, Carlo Ancelotti. I don't know what anyone else thinks. (laughs) He looks as if he half knows what he's doing. (laughs) He he might have been able to, you know, turn that around. I mean, and I just think with with Frank Quake, that, that it's not, it's not even the sort of England sort of legend and Chelsea legend or anything like that. It's more that he tried to do something that no Chelsea manager has really done to this point, which is he tried to make use of the academy, and everyone was was pleased to see that. You know, pleased to see Mason Mount. Finally, these guys are getting a chance at Chelsea. Mason Mount, Rhys James. Tammy Abraham, Billy Gilmore, they're getting a chance. And everyone's sort of thinking, well, it's not going too clever at the moment. But I do hope they stay with this because, you know, the, the, these young fellas, they look really good. And of course, now it changes. And you go back to what Chelsea have always done, which is getting some uh, super coach from, from the continent. And you just get the feeling that for, for all that Thomas Tuchel is talking about youth and everything like that, they're, they're short-term appointments. They're short. It's short-term planning. He knows what he's there to do. He's not there to make sure that the academy um, kids get the, the get a chance or whatever. He's there to win football matches, win trophies. If he doesn't win trophies, they'll find another Thomas Tuchel. Martin, was-
2: Martin, do you think he'll be there longer than the eighteen months he signed?
3: Oh, you never know, Chelsea. I mean, you really don't. I mean, when you look at some of the some of the some of the calls that they make, I mean, the Ancelotti one is 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 the most spectacular one. They yeah. come second, yeah. you know. They they, they come second.
0: He, they and, sack him in the uh, in the tunnel at Goodison after the yeah, last game of the yeah, season. Yeah,
3: yeah. and, and, and <laughs> he, he won the double in his first season. Yeah. I mean, that's quite hard. Do
2: you
1: think you'll do more than eighteen months, Greg? Uh, I, I'm not convinced by him. I have to say. I mean, I've heard all the you know. What, working on our show over here, the the FC show, we we uh, you know we go out in America and we go out uh, to about seventy or eighty countries and we talked about them at length and we have journalists coming on as you know Rav holickstein and Sid Lowe mm. and Gab McCarty and all these guys come on and we and and you know I heard all these stories about how you know when he was at Dortmund this is all different and he he has the players training with tennis balls in the hands, so is the Dortmund jerseys and all this and I'm like, oh, you, somebody get me spare me, I'm losing the will to live here. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> You know, there's. I think. I think sometimes. I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but I think sometimes we get pushed down the line of innovators and all this. And at the end of the day, it, as you know, Alan, it's about man managing. And oh, yeah. some of the stories that were coming out recently about Lampard, true or not, that's that's you know players unhappy and all that. We've all had that. I think. I think 18 months could be it. I think maybe if he gets that, just to go back to the Lampard. I think any, I'm only saying about Frank Lampard in the context of the club. Uh, I think mm. most other clubs would be. It, it, it's, yeah. I only make that opinion in the context of the ownership. Mm. With Chelsea, for me, Chelsea are a club that say are almost saying to, to me, uh, "We want to be seen as finding our soul. We want to we want to find our soul and dig deep to our our youth until results go badly, and then we'll revert back to type." And thats I don't think they'll ever change under that ownership. They're trying to sell their soul to the fans in terms of, look at what we're mm. going to bring through, but they're never going to change their philosophy in terms of what they do with managers while they have this ownership. And and, and we just have to accept that. I mean, yeah. Lampard himself has to accept it when he went into the job, that he could have been cut at any time. I mean, Roman Abramowitz doesn't care what Chelsea supporters down the Fulham Broadway think. He doesn't give a stuff. Yeah. All he gives a stuff about is getting that club in and around the big Craig,
0: Craig arguably, Frank Lampard would... <laughs> if you look at all of his appointments, Frank Lampard was extremely unusual in that, with respect, he didn't have much of a track record. He did fine with Derby County, but no more than that. You could argue only got the job because they knew there was a transfer ban coming and actually he'd be quite appropriate to give the job at the time to rather than an experienced manager. So you could look at it that way as well, that Lampard was quite fortunate, obviously, being a playing legend as well, to get the job in the first place.
1: Well, he's not the only one. I mean, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is fortunate to, yeah. to have the job at Man United yeah. and, and we'll see how we'll, we'll see how that pans out. I'm yeah. not, I'm, I'm personally uh, not convinced that's the right long-term appointment but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, he knew that. He came in off of what was it? The championship final at Derby where I think yeah. they lost to Villa uh, yeah. which is, which is, you know, it's not easy in that division. It's a bear pit with, with with I think 46 games. So, uh, but to walk into Chelsea job off the back of that is a different different uh, road and path that Abramovich went down. There's no doubt about it. And I think for it goes back to my point. He was trying to say to the fans, Abramovich, we're changing. This is mm. what we're going to do. Mm. And we're going to give youth a chance. We have this transfer ban and we're going to bring in a young manager until results go wrong and we hit the rocky road and then we'll revert to type.
3: Let, let, can we broaden it the funny out? The thing is, with, with Abramovich, he doesn't do that in his business life. Because somebody, some executive at the club has set the price for the goalkeeper, for Kepa, at 71.5 million. And that person is doing the job. And, and all of this, you know, they've made colossal mistakes in, in, in the transfer market sometimes. They've made colossal mistakes in appointments and, and, and managers that have come in have been completely unsuited to the to the role and to the job or whatever. And the people who make those appointments, no one else is getting sacked at Chelsea other than the manager. The players never get blamed. You know, they, they, players sail on there and, and, you know, an and, and, and executive sail on, but the manager gets sacked. I mean, I, let, let, let's,
0: move, let's move on. But I remember the second time Mourinho got sacked, the next home game was against Newcastle. They were three up within half an hour and Mark Lawrenson, who we all know very well, was sitting next to me and he said on air, I was on radio, he went, the Chelsea players are a disgrace. Now they want to play. The manager's gone, so now they want to play. Now they're going to show how good they are. Listen, really interesting. I want to go to Glasgow, and you two are obviously experts on that. And we'll talk about Celtic in a moment. But, but we couldn't get them in the same England team. Not that you two are that fussed about it. But <laughs> Steven Gerrard emerged, Alan, as the more outstanding English manager of his generation at the moment. And obviously, uh, Lampard is a comparison with what he's doing at Rangers. <laughs> Well, what he's done at
2: Rangers is phenomenal. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. Um, I, I, I didn't think he'd have that kind of impact because Glasgow's not a city that that puts its arms around you. You've got to you've got to try and break your way into Glasgow and then and then try and make yourself a couple of friends in there, and then you survive. Um, and to be fair, I think Celtic probably took their eye off the ball as well. <clears throat> Excuse me, in terms of well, Rangers won't be challengers for another three or four years. And Stephen's changed it really quickly, brought good players in, brought different players in, and just a, a Gerard philosophy on football. Um, and to be honest, between the two of them, although, yeah, I've already pinned my colours to the mast about Frank Lampard, I still thought he was doing a decent job. You've got to say that what Steven has done has ruffled more than a couple of feathers up there and he has been absolutely brilliant. And Rangers are a mile different team than they were even a year and a half ago. They've been absolutely brilliant. And it really put Celtic on the rear end.
1: Mm.
0: Craig, what do you think when you look at look at Glasgow? When you look at Gerard in particular?
1: Yeah, I don't see too much of Scottish football being be, being over here, Mark. But I look at the results, and, and Alan's right that the the last twelve to eighteen months in particular has been been amazing. And the, the interesting thing is is that in, in some sense, you know, this was his biggest test in management. because for mm. those that don't realise that the, the the historic significance of this season was Celtic were going for 10 titles in a row. And I know only too well, having played there between 97 and 99 at Celtic, that the 97-98 season for us was trying to stop Rangers doing 10 in a row. And it was a Rangers side, by the way, that, that housed the Brian Loudrops and the Paul Gascoines of this world. In fact, Gascoine at one point couldn't get a game for Rangers. That's the kind of calibre player mm. that they had. And so for, for him this season, it's arguably not only managing that football club, but also managing the expectations of the supporters, albeit not in the ground at the moment because of the pandemic, but the historic significance of the season. And for them to produce almost a flawless domestic campaign up until now, whilst you know really pulverising Celtic into the ground who have had their own problems, has been amazing. But Alan's right, Celtic, and I think this has been, looking from the outside, has been the criticism that they got really blasé about... Whipping the backside of Hamilton Accies and all these other teams around the bottom end of the Scottish Premiership or whatever it's called now, you know, oh, oh four nil, five nil. Let's just carry on. And you know they've sat in their they've sat in their hands. And Rangers have gone. They've just kept the the train kept steamrolling down the line. And he's really ruffling. He, he's really announcing himself. And I think the other thing is is we talked about. I don't know how long that is for Steven Gerrard at uh, Rangers now. It's probably a good what four years, five years. Uh, no, he's not it's been it's there. It's, is it three? What? Is
0: this his
2: third? If I'm going to it's say third. three years.
1: It's either yeah. it's three years he's in, his fourth, or he's, yes. this is his third year. I think. Or, yeah. But yeah. you know how much he must have learned in that time because oh, you know, yeah. although we talk about Scottish football and it's not got the strength, particularly these days, like like it did do as you know how many many years ago when when it was attracting a lot of big players. Oh. Uh, it's still a pressure job, and so he's the, the experience that he's getting there uh, is is, mm. is is immense. And you know, the longer he stays there, another whatever it is, then he might be ready to to jump uh, into a, into a big job. But yeah, it's all about a learning curve, I suppose, in the management sense. And and he he's getting that at Rangers. And you know, as I said, this this mm. season for them to stop ten in a row was probably the, well, it's been the biggest in Rangers uh, history for quite a while. Mm.
0: The job he's doing, Martin, inevitably leads to a question about what his next job would be. Bearing in England, bearing in mind how long the German incumbent might want to be on Merseyside. Yeah,
3: absolutely. And I, I mean,
0: know Rangers fans might say, "Well, Rangers is a massive <laughs> club," but let, let, uh, we're not having an England vs Scotland debate. Or they're not a massive club. Or they're not a massive club. It's just a fact <clears> that Gerard, <throat> obviously, because he's Gerard, will be linked with the Liverpool job because he's doing such a good job at Ibrox.
3: Yeah, there always seems to be a destiny with with, with, with Steven, doesn't there? That, that that you know that's his destiny to to manage Liverpool and. Uh, everything and, that, and that's what people would expect but look you've got Dylan Klopp there at the moment he seems to be doing all right. white um, you know he's, he's won the league <laughs> in the quickest time imaginable he's won the Champions League you know I wouldn't have thought they're looking to Throw him out the door anytime soon. Um, Go on, Martinelli
2: into Klopp. He's doing all right. <laughs> yeah, you know. But there's oh, a yeah, shelf look, life. But there's a shelf life,
0: and the shelf life may be only another couple of years, which I think would be eight years, and that might yeah. suit Gerard perfectly to do two more years at Ibrox, win the league Absolutely. this season. Let's be honest. Maybe win it again next season. Goes with his CV. Go, yeah. Look, I've won. I've knocked Celtic off their perch.
3: Yeah. Oh, look. It, it all. It all. Absolutely figures, it all absolutely figures, which is which is what tells me. For some reason, you know, it never happens like that, does it? When you think it all figures, you oh, it all works perfectly, and you yeah. know this is this is what you know. Ryan Giggs should be winning the league with Manchester United as yeah, their yeah. manager at the moment. You know, um, it, it, it's you know you think these things will work out. You know, look, I, I really hope it does because if ever a guy deserves. To win the league title with Liverpool, he didn't do it as a player. If ever a guy deserves to win the league title with with with. with. With Liverpool, you'd love to see Stephen Gerrard do it. Sure. Then again, I wanted Martin Johnson to be the greatest England manager, the, 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 the coach yeah. that there's ever been, and that didn't happen either. So, no. you know, these the, the, this this stuff has a has a strange no. way.
1: Of, it, it didn't happen for Glenn Hoddle well. at Tottenham as manager. So, and he, he, and and, yeah. and Mark, he'll he'll say, I'm sure Gerrard will say publicly that he doesn't give it a, a thought. But you know, you know mm-hmm. yourself deep of down, course. he's deep down as you said he's thinking about what he couldn't quite do not through his fault as a player through through, you know squads and teammates and that and he's definitely thinking about that but I would just like to say, Mark, off the back of your Rangers comment and and how they're just a feeder club for.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the specific term we used. Wasn't oh, it? I, I, I missed you, Craig. I miss working I, with you, Craig. I, 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 now, the now, Bristol now City are, of the North,
1: I think they're it. Now, now that Rangers are a feeder club for all and sundry, yeah. I would just Ooh. advise you to, for the next seven days to send the rest of the family out to the letterbox.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, tell, that, uh, on, on one genuinely serious note, there's something that Stephen Gerrard has properly, I think, got a badge and it's this size. When he took the Rangers job, I don't think anybody, but anybody thought he would do what he's done at Rangers and no. overturn the power that Celtic seemingly had domestically. Now, that is something that a lot of people probably didn't take for granted, as in, oh, good, I'm glad Stephen's getting a job. It'll be tough up in Glasgow, but he's not going to break the Celtic mould. He's not only done that, he smashed it to smithereens. Yeah. What does Celtic, do, not, do, you,
0: what do, Celtic Mark, do now, you two? As Celtic legends, what does Celtic oh, do now?
1: Well, I was just going to say briefly, Mark, what, what the Fenway group, uh, what, what Liverpool will do whenever the time comes, or what they should do, like every club. And, and you know, I, I see fans all the time talking about, you know, ex-players coming back. And, but what prudent owners do is they go out and they find the best manager to manage their football club. They don't find the best ex-player. And sometimes it's hard for supporters to differentiate that uh, because they get carried away with the emotion. So I, I'm sure, uh, being the business people that they are, is that when 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 they decide or Klopp decides he's it, it, had enough, that that will be the move that they make. What what does Celtic do? Uh, there's call for a a big shake up uh, at, at boardroom level. I think Peter Law, the chief executive, who's been in there for quite a while. Uh, it, there is a big call for him to step aside to be a shake up. Whether that will happen or not, I don't know. I, I think it's inevitable that Neil Lennon will 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 leave. Uh, I would imagine probably at the end of the season, potentially before, uh, and then and then it's to kick up the backside that they needed. And and in some sense, you know, it puts all this sort of ten in a row nonsense behind because I think you know it, it is a nonsense. It's we, you know people get people get carried away with, and, and that's why we're seeing the reaction to results at Celtic that we are, uh, you know, the, the, the emotion that is overpouring into, it's spilling into ridiculousness at times over results. Uh, Neil Lennon is trying, you know, he, and I know they've had bad press and I know they've made bad decisions, uh, particularly the Dubai trip and the <laughs> pandemic and, and all that. And and I, I'm just looking at it from from a football balance. Neil Lennon is He's not trying to get bad results, right? And sometimes the the over-emotion of the situation, i.e. the 10 in a row, takes over into fan protests and all this. And I think sometimes we just have to get a reality check. And I think as soon as this 10 in a row nonsense gets put to bed, and it will be by Rangers this summer, we can get back to some sort of normality. And Celtic can try and get a house in order again because, as I say, uh, Rangers have given them a a big kick up the backside.
3: I think what Craig uh, said earlier about them being blase or the, their degree of arrogance or whatever about knocking not the mother out of um, the likes of Hamilton Academicals and stuff like that. You could see that in the, the the fallout of the whole Dubai thing and the trying to move the match against the and eight requests and they got turned down and then just went and did it anyway. and uh, And... That that that's a, that's a club that have become complacent. That they the basically thought that they were in charge and they could run Scottish football to their own ends. And uh, that particular incident, more, more than anything, almost on the field, it, it sort of showed what had got what had gone wrong with Celtic after after so much success.
0: Let's, uh, let Let's Martin, let's finish with uh, something you've written about in the paper today, which is, I think, talking about an expectation is certainly in the last <laughs> 10, 15, 20 years in this country. Oh, if you're any good as a player, you want to play for Barcelona or Real Madrid. They'll go sooner yeah. or later.
3: Mm. Um, just don't expect to get paid.
0: Just don't expect to get The yeah. state of Barcelona's <laughs> finances are... I don't like using this word, but they are catastrophic, aren't they?
3: It's they're £1.04 billion pounds in debt. Um... So you know you, you've got to look. At, someone slipped up in the financial fair play department there. I, I, I'd say. I mean, because <laughs> going around lecturing everybody on what you can spend and manage to run up a billion quid debt. Um, yeah, I mean the Eric Garcia, um, the Man City centre uh, yeah. half, said he would play for Barcelona for nothing, and they could make his dream come true there. Yeah. Yeah. that's about what they could afford to pay. Um, How and, have they got into this state? <laughs>
0: Money they haven't got basically, and then the <laughs> but but I mean the banks. You know, you don't want to be the, ba- so the same with Real Madrid where they sold that training ground, wasn't it? They, yeah.
3: they pay their, they pay their, um, they pay their players twice, twice a year. You, you get six months' money and then six months' money. By the looks of it, the last six months' money was paid by the state. Um, Barcelona didn't have the money. They 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 owe just enormous amounts to banks, unpaid transfers. It, it you know it. it it's very apparent now that the, you know, it wasn't that Ronald Koeman had gone mad and didn't think Luis Suarez was a player. They literally had to get him off the wage bill. Yeah. And so you look at the situation with Messi uh, in the summer and they, they can't afford him as much as yeah. anything else. It looks as if they can't afford him. It looks as if that could. Be a parson of the ways on economic grounds as as much as anything else. But it's a, it's an enormous irony that this is the league that that keeps lecturing our own on financial prudence and Manchester City are cheating and stuff like that. And in the meantime. It's a basket case, Barcelona's finances.
0: But as I said, remember you remember Real Madrid cut not what was about 15, 20 years ago? Real Madrid yeah. sold their training ground to pay for their debts, didn't oh, they? Oh, oh, oh,
3: with a, with a yeah. massive, massively overpriced, wasn't it? The Sold it to the state, yeah. Yeah, sold it to the state. And the value that was set for it was ludicrous. It yeah. was ludicrous. It was it was it was state. It was a state investment, basically.
1: But uh, so, so, Alan, as Martin I, says... I, I, you I know, tell you what, Mark, I, I, I've just... Just on the back of that, I've just seen my credit card from Christmas <laughs> and New Year, and I'm not far mm. behind it.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, I looked and at I've, my tax that, bill that the other week, compared be, to Netflix, yeah, just I think realized, I'm paying they, more tax they, than Netflix.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and next season by the way I'm not working with you three because I've just realised you can't afford me either
3: yeah. Messi's, it is... <laughs> Messi's
2: right
0: <laughs> Alan it does mean it does mean that somebody I mean it may well be Man City are okay? going we can afford Messi now because they've got as Martin says they cannot afford him at Barca where he's ready for one last hurrah I mean it might be America of course it might be the Middle East but it could still be you know a big European league
2: yeah actually you've just rocked me on the back of my heels Martin because I knew they were in debt, but I didn't realise it was a billion. I mean, that's that's not... And I'm thinking to myself, even for Barcelona, how, how, as a football club, can the authorities let them go into that kind of position? I just don't get it. So listen, the, the bottom line is, as much as I thought, I wonder if Lionel Messi will ever leave Barcelona. Don't be stupid, Al. Lionel Messi will never leave Barcelona. And all of a sudden, I'm like... Oh my God, Leroy Messi is going to leave Barcelona. He's going, he's going to have to leave, to
0: leave Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. E-
2: exactly, and he's going to leave this yeah. summer. And I hope, to be honest, I think America it would be nice for Craig if he goes to America right enough. But I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm th- in my head, I'm like, okay, PSG, Man City, Bayern, no. Bayern take them? probably not. No. It's only Man City because Pep's there. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I've thought. Like, I must like, admit, Alan, yeah.
3: I, I've thought he's coming to Manchester City for for. A number of months now. When Pep mm. signed his new contract, um, I, I, I thought, "Messi's coming," and he knows Messi's coming, and that, and that's yeah. the you know because Pep's virtue. I mean, he hasn't won the Champions League, but you know, here he's done an awful lot at Manchester City, and and you know, he doesn't stay uh, enormous lengths of time at, at times at clubs. And I've always thought the fact that he signed on with man city he must know that that, that, that there must be something there that he's staying for yeah. and i and i straight away thought i bet that's getting the gang back together again, basically well, yeah. if if he,
1: if he if he came to major league soccer uh, in america it would be massive for a massive statement for major league soccer but bloody hell i i was going to have to start watching it so that's <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have to, up my, I'm going to have to up my game if he comes here. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know, it'd be yeah, good it's... to see him. It'd be great to see him going somewhere for one last hurrah because it's not yeah, going to go be. on. It's not going to go on <laughs> forever for him. No. I'm not no. sure exactly what he is, Craig. There, Craig, we
0: want to see him at Stoke on a wet Tuesday night, and then we can all die happy. That's yeah. basically yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yes. asking yeah.
1: the big question: Can he do it? Yeah. But you go back yeah. to Barcelona. This club has had no scruples for quite a while. This is a club. Yeah. This is a club who last year was so desperate. That they went into a loophole, crazy loophole, in, in, in Spanish football, where they could go because they had a couple of oh, we've got oh, we've got a couple of injuries outside the transfer window. Oh yeah, let's yeah. go, let's Ooh. go and pilfer a player from a club in Leganés who are <laughs> struggling to survive in La Liga. Let's go and take their best player because mm. it'd be a loophole. In the uh, the legal system in Spanish football, that's how desperate this club were that they were Ooh. they were they were going to. It's not like there was a goalkeeper. It's not like no. they said no. we've got no goalkeepers. Uh, what the hell are we going to do? It was like well, we're a little bit light up front at the moment, even though we've got Messi and all that. Let's go and pilfer from another club. That tells you all you need yeah. to know, whether it was legally correct or not. All you need to know about the the hierarchy yeah. at this football club. That was Martin me- Brathwaite, wasn't it? Yes, yes yeah, yeah, And there
3: was a meeting, um, a, a meeting of the of La Liga uh, yesterday, and um, neither Barcelona nor Real Madrid turned up.
0: I noticed Did- that that was that was about TV deals, wasn't it? it, it yeah. No, I tell you
3: what it was. It's because um, Tebas have put on the agenda. Well, it, it, um, you know that's that's the cover, but it, what I the main problem seemed to be that Tebas have put on the agenda who is behind the uh, European Super League. And Uh um, and we have Madrid and Barcelona didn't fancy answering a lot of uh, pertinent questions (laughs) about, um, (laughs) you know, are you stitching this up? Um, Which they are. Because that, yeah. that, again, that's a desperate Real Madrid's finances are not much better, by the way. No. I mean, Real and of course, course you are,
0: don't. You, you up got till got now, talk. they, they have both worked on the basis, understandably, that no bank will want to be the bank that closes down Barcelona or Real Madrid. Oh. Effectively, so they're all working. They're all working yeah, on. on that basis. On it. don't worry about it. The banks will keep going. <laughs> You know, a bit like Trump's finding out now. Suddenly people don't want to fund you any longer,
3: <laughs> Craig, do they? I mean, so, uh, I mean yeah. that kept Tottenham going. A number of years ago, that kept Tottenham going. I mean, Nat yeah. West, West were very, very close to to calling something in on Tottenham. Um, yeah. going 20 let, years,
0: let, let's but... finish, uh, Let's finish, Craig, and then you can go back to bed or you can go for a run or whatever you do <laughs> at six in the morning in Connecticut. <laughs>
1: <coughs> <laughs> Hold on. A run? I've not been for a run in twenty years. <laughs> but, hey, Chelsea fans <laughs> might say it's longer than that. Hey, yeah. Hey, by the way, hey, there's, there's more chance of red rum going for a run than me. <laughs> Don't worry about that.
0: Have you got bears outside at this time of year?
1: No, we do actually. Yeah, we got some. We got we got some biggins. I send the wife out
0: <laughs> yeah. I threw them away. <laughs> um, the uh, the Lukaku Ibrahimovic spat, which they both said, you know, afterwards, what they said to each other was okay. I mean, it seemed quite. Quite lively, but there you are. Um, Anything you can tell us, Craig, from your playing days on field that's A, clean, and B, entertaining that somebody called you?
1: I do remember it wasn't very funny, but I do remember I was out for the warm-up at Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a week after I just... This is not funny, but it is now. Uh, It was the week after that I'd made the mistake at Villa Park uh, in the FA Cup semi-final against Man United when I tried to hit a... uh, I tried to volley a back pass to Kevin Hitchcock and I sliced it. And, and then I'm, in, I'm, I'm to David Beckham. And the world was rallying against me at that point because Terry Phelan was left back and had just pulled his hamstring. So the lone person that could save me, uh, my blushes in goal was Kevin Hitchcock. And he was my best man at my wedding. And if I could reverse it now, he'd never be best man again because he fell in his ass before <laughs> David Beckham even got in the box. But the very next week... I was warming up at Chelsea and I was a bit nervous because I thought, right, I've made a mistake. I don't can't do that again. You know what it was like how you think, right, you just I've got to make up for that. We were playing villa at home. <laughs> I said, right, I've got to make up. don't don't do back passes, don't do this. And uh I was going back in after the warm up down the tunnel at Chelsea and a and a Chelsea supporter hung over the uh, as you could then hung over the uh, the edge of the uh, the stand and said, Budley, I hope you die. I was like and I was like... Thanks for that. Yeah. I was, I was like, I wanted to address <clears throat> him and I just says, this guy just said to me, I hope you die. I said, it wasn't that bad, was it? like, <laughs> so yeah. Oh. A
3: with a sense of propulsion. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. John, John Kay of Wimbledon, um said to Phil Thompson, apparently, when, the, um, when Wimbledon played Liverpool, the f- might have been the first time or whatever, he looked at him and he said, I tell you what, mate, Walt Disney couldn't draw your face, could he?
1: <laughs> I, t- I tell That's you, I, t- I, I tell you what, Mark. I tell you one a great line a referee gave me once was I uh, was playing. It was a, a very experienced referee, Alan. You remember? Uh, w- you remember Willie Young? Oh God, yeah, of course. Yeah, Willie,
2: oh, what, what, a what, a good after dinner speaker, by the way. Really good yeah, after sir?
1: dinner speaker he is. No, Willie's a brilliant after dinner speaker, and I heard them say this at an after dinner a speech years ago. But it, it's true. And he used it for years. I love Willie. You could Willie was one of those referees, and I don't know what they like these days. One of the things you talked about on the field, Mark. One of the things we used to do was have banter with referees from before the game till after the game. And okay, we I crossed the line many, many times with my language to a referee, but I always tried uh, to have banter with them, and, and they would, you know, they'd give it back. Graham Paul would give it back. They would most of them would give it back. I think nowadays, I. I think that's kind of gone, particularly with the mics and all that. But but Willie Young said to me once, he said to me, we're playing this game at Celtic Park and whatever happened, I was giving him it, I was giving him it non-stop and Willie would give it back. And he finally snapped with me at one point in the game and he says, bully come here. He said, bully here. I said, what is it? He says, if I hear any more of that for you, one mere word, and you'll be back in the dressing room visiting your teeth. He said to me,
2: "Alan, have you got a story for us before we go?" Uh, lots of stories, but yeah, yeah. Uh, tra- I've, I've been thinking of one that's a hey, no sweet. I mean, Gaza was Gaza used to call me, "Hey, big nose." I be like, "What is it, fatty?" You know that kind of like <laughs> <laughs> you know stupid things like that. But um, I, I, not, I can't really say. There was a referees is, is a good one because I'd only signed for Villa because Graham Taylor. Had been there and, and Villa had been relegated and I didn't want to leave Celtic. Um, and I was I was only there for about I don't know six weeks and there was there was the ball was played through and the referee so it was offside I, I gave the referee a, a proper volley and he's like, Come here, you I'm booking you whatever well give me, give me your name. And I'm like, I wasn't even speaking to you. I wasn't speaking to you, I speak to Gary Thompson. He went, No, you want to give me your name? And I'm like, My you know my name. What are you talking about? I said he's daft. So you're the cabby, I wasn't even talking to you. He said, if you don't give me a name, I'm going to send you off. I was like, I won't swear. I was like, ah, do one. And 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 we Andy Gray's like, just give him your name. I'm like, "What's my name? What are you talking about in my name? Anyway, he went like that, red card. We've been playing seven minutes in the game, red card, straight red down the tunnel. We're getting a hard time and Graham Taylor was like that. What was all that about? I spoke to the referee, he just said you wouldn't give him your name. I said, uh, I'll give him a name, Gaffer. i gave give him a name. I just pulled the red card on me. He said, two weeks, fine. I was like, Jesus, I don't believe it. If I just I went, Alan you your lead, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And I said, hey, <laughs> and I stayed on the And we, we drew nil-nil, thankfully. So it wasn't too bad. It was against Middlesbrough. Uh, and he fined me two weeks wages. Unbelievable. But that's, listen, Craig and I could sit here for hours and hours. And yeah remember some of the stories but a lot of it is kind of profanity and uh, obviously and you know trying to get one up in the players you played with and against and all that but listen there's, there will be nothing like any time you look back in your career and some of the moments it's just like wow what a blast
0: and that's it from Game On we'll be back next week and every week via Spotify Apple and Google don't forget to sign up to your daily briefing from mailplus.co.uk that's it from me Mark Pugac see you next week for more Game On.